Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to the programming this week. We are being, uh, we are preempting our current study series on the book of Revelation as God is putting some messages in my heart, and we're going to do a little bit of a series in here during this time called Hope in the Midst of the Coronavirus. Everybody knows this is a very serious virus that has uh, come against the whole world. Uh, it's very much here in America as of the date of this taping, which is March the 16th, 2020. And um, many people are very concerned, and rightfully so, uh, to be concerned in the proper way. We believe you can have hope in Jesus, no matter what circumstances surround your life. And we also believe that fear can be driven out by the power of the blood of Jesus. And that's our prayer for all of our partners, our supporters, our viewers, our listeners, is that fear will be driven out of your life. And it's very important that we allow this to take place because if we're afraid, the very next step from fear is unbelief. And a lot of people, when fear comes and it develops unbelief in their life, then they quit praying. And this is not the time for fear or unbelief or to quit praying. This is a time when we as Americans and we all Christians, all believers around the world need to be reaching out to God in prayer. Today's uh, message, it's, these are going to be about 30 minutes long, maybe just a little bit longer. We'll see what the Holy Ghost does. But today's message is entitled, Redeeming the Time. So I want you to turn in your Bibles, please, to the book of Ephesians. And it's the fifth chapter. Ephesians 5. And we'll start reading verse 15. This is the Apostle Paul teaching Christians. He's writing here to Christians. Those of us, and this is Christians for all time. He wrote it, of course, in his time. But it's for you and it's for me as well. And he says in verse 15, I'm reading today, incidentally, uh, from the New King James Version, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And I want to start right there with this message, redeeming the time. And I have made a video a couple of years ago called, We Are Living in Evil Days, Redeem the Time. You know, and a lot of people, they don't want to think along those terms. But really, as we pray, and our prayer should be, Lord, please spare this nation. Lord, please take this virus away. Kill this virus in the name of Jesus. When the blood of Jesus touches this virus, Lord, let the virus die in Jesus' name. Heal everyone who has been infected, Lord, with this virus and protect those that do not, so they do not get infected in Jesus' name. And all this should be our prayer. And we also need to ask God to forgive us of our sins, our sins as a nation. Do you realize in the book of Daniel, even though Daniel had no personal sins such as the nation of his time had, he still repented for the nation. And that's what we should be doing as Christians right now during this crisis. We should 
repent before the Lord for the sins of America, the sins of murdering the unborn, the sins of uh, legislating and making legal perversions, the sins of all the confusion that's been caused in our society that has taken people's focus off of God and put that focus on themselves. And that should be a part of our prayer during this time. That's part of redeeming this time where across America right now, uh, many things are being shut down, closing. Many churches are closed to prevent the spread. Um, Ball games are being canceled. Uh, you name it, restaurants are being closed, schools are closed all across America. And we should take this time to not cower in a corner in fear, but rather we should redeem this time. And there's a few ways that we do this. First of all is by prayer and repentance. Now, I have never committed some of the sins that I referred to just a few moments ago in this talk today. There's many sins I have committed, and unfortunately, it happened far too many times in my life, right? And so I repent of my own sins, but it's also time for Christians to begin to cry out to God for the sins of America, and ask God to spare this nation, to to drive this virus from our shores, and to heal people affected by it, and to protect people that they don't get it. This should all be incorporated in a redeeming the time type of prayer that we need right now. We don't want to allow fear to grip our hearts and overcome our lives, causing unbelief to come, causing panic, and then not pray as we should pray. There is a time and a place for a desperation prayer, and we've all been there. This is a time for faith prayer. This is a time for repentance. And you and I as Christians, as the body of Jesus in the United States of America, right here in 2020, we need to care enough about our nation and care enough about our neighbors to repent on their behalf. Now, God doesn't count that for the issue of salvation. They won't get saved because you're praying uh, and repenting of sins that they may have committed. They have to receive Jesus Christ as their own personal Lord and Savior. But there's something about it that when the church in a nation cries out to God in repentance over the sins of that nation, then God moves in that nation and many people will come to Christ. And that's the second part uh, of redeeming the time. Not only pray, not only repent, but also to begin to share Jesus with people right now because people are concerned and people are scared. People are flat out afraid. And we have the answer residing in us as the church. We have the peace of Christ available to us, right? So I I know sometimes, even for Christians, it's a battle to walk in that peace. Sometimes even for Christians, it is a battle 
to maintain hope in your heart, especially when your loved ones might be affected by this virus. Or some other thing that's affecting the life of Christian people. We are not immune to being affected by these things, child of God. But we do have the peace of Christ available to us. We do have the ability to share hope with our neighbors during this time. And uh, I mean, just this past weekend, there was a young man that I hired to do work for us, both in the ministry and uh, our personal lives, uh, work around the house and things like that. For ministry, sometimes he helps load up shipments of of cases of Bibles, and sometimes he'll run them as an errand for me. And he's been a Christian when he was a child, but this particular weekend, you could tell he was ready to come back to the Lord. And so I was very privileged to lead him back to the Lord and to give him a brand new leather Bible, a nice one too, and just bless his life and speak hope into his heart during this critical time in our nation. That's going to happen on a multiplied scale all across America in the coming weeks and months, I believe. So I pray, God, let us be ready. Let us be ready. Let us not cower in fear, but rather let us be ready to share the hope that resides in our hearts because we believe in Jesus and we've been washed in His blood. So we share that hope with those in our lives. Praise God. Even as churches are honoring the decisions of the cities that we live in. You see, I am a Christian. I personally believe in faith. I personally believe that God protects His children, even though we do experience the same things that the world does at times relative to we get, we get the flu sometimes, we get colds. There's Christians that have this coronavirus. It doesn't mean they don't have faith. It just means that they live in the same fallen world that everybody lives in. Okay? But we believe we're not trembling in fear over this. We're not going to hide out in a bunker. Let's put it that way. But we live in a community that does not share our viewpoints much of the time. You know what I'm saying? And we want to show our love to that community by honoring what the authorities say in, th in this particular case. Now, if, if there was no coronavirus, and there was no anything, really a need for it, and they come along and say, we suggest that not more than 200 people gather together, we don't obey that, because that would be violating our Christian conscience. But in this case, there is a bona fide and legitimate reason for it. And so we show our love for our community by cutting the size of our services, or by closing, especially mega churches have to maybe close the church for the time being and broadcast over the internet. And y'all know how I feel about that. I believe that every single Christian needs to be in church, in person, under normal circumstances. I believe it's wrong. I actually believe it's sinful for Christians on normal circumstances to sit home and watch church on TV when they should be in church 
with other believers. And you know how I feel about those things. And I've got whole teachings coming up that will deal with that subject. But under these circumstances, in order to stop this deadly virus, in order to stop this thing from spreading, and especially to people who are elderly and people who have underlying health conditions, we need to do our part. And so to, to stay home and stream church during these circumstances is perfectly permissible and possibly, depending on where you're at, even preferable. And it shows that we are cooperating with the government right now. We have a president that's very pro-Christian. We have a president that is a Christian. We have a president that fights for the rights of churches. And so I'm not worried about this decision one iota. And when this passes, then we all go back to church. And every one of us should, when this passes, go to church. Right now, one of the sins of America has been the decline of faith toward God, which is often expressed in church attendance. Okay? And so, I don't want to be part of that problem by saying I'm going to stay home and just stream. Under normal circumstances. Under these circumstances, we are staying home and streaming uh, churches that we have affiliation with. Okay? But under normal circumstances, every single Christian anywhere in the world should be in church when the church is open and with other believers and being a part of God's program. Because God's program is flat out the local church, period. And TV should be used under normal circumstances as extra to the local church. Extra study, extra blessing, extra learning, extra worship, but it should never be your church in Jesus' name. You can take, you can take it or leave it, but that's the Word of God. Okay, But under these circumstances, churches should cooperate with local authorities as much as is possible. And there are some places, most places right now as of 16 March, where you can still gather together in groups of 25 or 50 or 100 or up to, up to 200, 250, in some places a little more. But you want to be very careful. There's nothing wrong. Part of redeeming the time is not only prayer, repentance, and sharing your faith, but part of redeeming the time is preparation. And so we prepare and we take precaution to do our part to stop the spread of this deadly virus. It's very contagious, and we want to do our part. And I believe that that is the wisdom of God in this situation. Verse 17 tells us this in Ephesians 5, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay? And do not be drunk with wine. That's another point, man. Christians should not be drinking alcohol at all. Okay? In which is dissipation. But instead, hallelujah, be filled with, with the Spirit, speaking to one another, there's a one another verse. It's not just enough for me to speak to Angie. I need to speak to the, to, to the church. Speaking to one another 
hallelujah, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So another point of redeeming the time right now is to keep your joy going. Keep your joy up. Hallelujah. Don't stop worshiping God. Don't stop being happy that you're saved. Don't stop enjoying the beauty of life. Hallelujah. Don't stop treating people right. Don't stop helping out wherever you can do so. This is all part. Whether there's a coronavirus or not a coronavirus, whether there's a disaster or not a disaster, these are part of last day's Christian living. To redeem the time, because whether you like it or not, these days are evil. We live in evil times, folks. And the answer to the world's evil, and the only answer I might quickly add, is Jesus Christ. How many people have you shared your faith with in the past month? How many people outside of your family members have you ever shared your faith with? These are things that very shortly God is going to demand an answer. And He's going to require at our hand an account of why we're hiding ourselves away or why we are not sharing our faith, why we are not praying in repentance for our nation. He's going to ask us to give an account of the reason. And we want to be ready to be able to stand before Him, not ashamed, but to stand before Him in completeness in Christ. And so today is the day to redeem the time. Verse 20 tells us, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. And so I just want to say, as we close this little message on redeeming the time, there's so much more that we could say, you know. Uh, I've preached full-length messages on this that went over an hour and ten minutes. We don't want to do that for these broadcasts here because I want you to share these broadcasts. And I want you to ask your family members and your friends to take the 30 minutes and listen to the Word of the Lord being preached and spoken under the anointing. I believe it will break the chains in this nation. There's so much hope for America. There's so much hope. If America will turn to God, God will completely bless this nation in so many ways. It would be beyond belief. We're in a position right now to once again impact the whole world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So briefly, let's go over these again. How do we redeem the time producing hope in the midst of the coronavirus? How do we redeem the time? Number one, we pray and we repent over the sins of our nation. We, ask, we just ask God to forgive us. No, we, personal, a personal situation, did not cause this virus. So understand, Brother Len, here today. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we, as a nation, over the past five decades especially, 
has grievously sinned before God, and we desperately need a revival. We desperately need, before Jesus comes back, a great ingathering and harvest of souls that will only come on the wings of repentance. And so we pray that. And we pray for healing for people. And we pray for protection. And we become proactive in trying to stop the spread of this thing. As the church, that's our responsibility as the church. So, that is redeeming the time. Prayer, repentance, being proactive. Also, sharing our faith with those the Lord brings into our life. And if that's not your personality, to share Jesus with those who need hope, because when you share Jesus, you're sharing hope, right? Hope has a name. He is Jesus Christ the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world. And so what you do is you pray. And you ask God to change your personality because that's not my personality is not going to be an excuse on Judgment Day. See, the Holy Spirit's in charge. And He conforms us to the image of Christ. And Jesus went around spreading hope. And Jesus went around healing and doing good. And we are supposed to be Christ followers. We're not supposed to invite Christ to follow us into our little shells or our little idiosyncrasies and reasons why we think we don't have to do what the Bible says. No, Jesus isn't going to follow us. We are to be Christ followers. And the Great Commission says, Go ye into all the world. And it made no reference to whether that world was, was sick or not. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all people. And you can do that. You can do that through letters. You can do that through the internet. You can do that through one-on-one -on -one with people that God brings into your life. But it is your responsibility. And I don't care what kind of personality you have. I don't care if you are afraid to do it. God said do it. And when God said do it, He gives you the Holy Spirit to help you obey Him. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you and I want. It's the same thing with the church issue. Well, I don't want to go to church. You know, they don't, they don't do what I like. I want something else. You know what? It doesn't matter about you. It matters about what God says. And He said forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. Again, under normal circumstances. In a time like this, we are to be good citizens. And we are to do whatever is required of us as long as it doesn't ask us to violate our Christian conscience. So we redeem the time when large churches are closed for the most part. Where I live here in Traverse City, Michigan, even some smaller churches are closed for right now. Uh, we do our part by the people we do come in contact with all the time. Well, we need to share the love of Jesus with them and share the hope that is in Christ. Also, part of redeeming the time is to keep worshiping the Lord irrespective as to what we are going through. 
irrespective to the things that are taking place right now in our lives, we are to continue to have joy-filled hearts. It's not always easy to do. You know, when a preacher gets up and says these things, that doesn't mean it's easy. But it is what the Word of God tells us to do. So again, the Holy Spirit will do this work in us if we don't close off the Holy Spirit by refusal or rejection or fear or unbelief or panic, and we just allow the Holy Spirit to do this work within us, then we can continue to worship God. And you know, sometimes one of the greatest ways that I get blessed by going to church, running this ministry, and also the health issues that my wife and I have developed as we've gotten older. Sometimes there is a lot on my mind. There, sometimes there is a weight on my shoulders. And where the ministry is concerned, there's always the weight of souls that weighs heavily on my mind and in my heart. To reach people who have not heard. To reach people who have walked away in the past but to tell them that Jesus is still there for you. These things will weigh on me sometimes. And I go into church, and I'll see somebody worshiping the Lord. And it'll just bless my heart. It'll just let me know that God is still in control, that God is bigger than any problem, that God is bigger than any uh, attack. God is bigger even than our earthly lives. That this thing goes beyond earth into eternity. And we're involved, ladies and gentlemen, as Christians, with something that is so big that we cannot be stopped, we cannot be defeated, if we will not quit. And so today, once again, as we read the very first verses, verses 15 and 16, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because these days, the days we're in, the days are evil. And I just want you to know today, that as we cooperate with this effort, and it's a huge all of America effort, we will see God stop this virus. We will see God stop it in its tracks and have total victory over it. And so we must pray. We must repent for our nation. Again, I'm not saying that the sins of our nation necessarily caused this virus, but we desperately need more of Jesus in America. And we desperately need revival. And we want to see people get saved, right? So we pray. We repent for the sins of our nation. Also, we share our faith with others who are in our lives and who God brings across our path even on many times a daily basis. There's many times opportunities every day to share Jesus, to share hope in the midst of this coronavirus. And also, we continue to worship God, even when we don't feel like it. And even when we think things might be hopeless, they're never hopeless with God. God is bigger than coronavirus. 
God is bigger than the sins of any nation. God is bigger than war. God is bigger than famine. God has the answers to everything that you and I need today on planet earth. And so we worship Him. And also we keep the joy of the Lord in our hearts. Because if people look at us and see us trembling in fear, that is infectious to them. And many of them become even more fearful. But sometimes when they look at us and see that we have a hope within us, and we have a positiveness about us, and we're willing to pray for people who have needs during this crisis, we should be all the time praying for the needs of people right then and there that we meet or whatever. They draw hope from that and they draw an interest in the reason why we have such hope ourselves. And so, redeem the time, ladies and gentlemen. We needn't be fearful during this crisis. It's not easy to say. And it, this is bad. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like this in my personal life ever where, you know, restaurants and schools and all kinds of places are closing down and churches are not able to have service right. I've never personally seen that in my life that I can remember. But this isn't the end. This is not going to be permanent. At least I don't believe it will. I believe God will bring us through. And so rather than walk in fear, let's redeem the time. Let's get as many people saved as we can during this time. Let's share hope with them. Let's be something that, let's be people that God can use to calm their fears. Let's be the salt of the earth and the light of the world that Jesus called us to be. Heavenly Father, thank you for this short broadcast with the people today. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will put hope in every heart, Lord. That you will cause every one of us to see with the eye of our spirit that you are in control, you are sovereign, and that this is going to be okay. That you're going to bring our lives through this in victory because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Father, heal every person who is already infected with the coronavirus. And God, protect people that they don't, that they don't even get it to begin with, Father. We ask these things giving you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody would say amen and amen. So this is Evangelist Len Paxton, and uh, incidentally, let me tell you that for the time being, we are going to begin to share messages preached here for radio over the Old Time Power podcast on Podbean. We're going to share them twice a week now. It used to be every Friday we would post one of our recent messages, and now we're going to post every Tuesday by the grace of God, and every Friday, unless we're on the road, just like before, of course, and then we, we won't be posting while we're gone. But as long as this is going on, we plan to be here. We are not traveling. We're reevaluating our travel again April the 10th. And so we will be broadcasting 
many, many extra times. We'll be working in the office. We'll be distributing Bibles, sending them to ministries that are going into the prison, uh, going out to the homeless, etc. and so forth. And so everything's going to run as normal. And we just want to encourage you to tune in, share these podcasts with your friends, because we believe that the Word of God can change every circumstance of life to bring Jesus glory. Amen. This is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, Go with God, and He will go with you. Bless you.